in three, two, one, and welcome to Framecast 15. That's a long ways away from number one. In three. Oh no. Two. What? I'm What'd getting I'm getting feedback. <laughs> How's it going, Drew? Wait, who are you getting feedback from? No, I'm getting feedback from my own tab, my own Twitch tab. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I I accidentally did that as well. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm good, thanks. Um, looking forward to doing this. Looking forward to chilling out afterwards and then shenanigans and try and play Code Vein. How are you liking Code Vein, actually? I've heard a lot of good things about it. I've had no time to play it at all. It's just like, like you know, editing arbiters, editing... Um, oh, gosh, what's the, the framecast highlights? Um, helping people move... Um, meeting up with Lars going to the cinema and things. We went to go see Joker. Ooh, how was um, that? I, I'm not a huge fan. Like, I, I give it like a solid five out of ten, um, may, maybe six. I've so. heard a lot of good things about it, people liking it, but um, yeah, what what didn't appeal to you? Oh, it's the plot. It's purely the plot. There, there were so many things that shattered my suspension of disbelief. It was just like, that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. That makes no sense. Why on earth is this allowed to happen? So on and so forth. And it's just like, you know, it's, I, I can get behind comic book logic mm -hmm. up to a certain point, right? And it's because of the whole, you know, watching creative things, watching things like cinema thing, sorry, cinema sins, watching like reviews of stuff like um, Mauler, just break down how movies are in real life. And it's just like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, I definitely have it when it comes around to things which I am familiar with, especially when it comes to like, if they do some so some, some video shooting or anything in, in like, in like a, in a film and I'm like, yeah, you don't get audio like that. Not yeah. with a camera like that. That's not gonna work. No, no, like, oh, it's, I love movies. I really do. I think they're great. And they're great pieces of um, creative content, and I love watching them. But sometimes it's just you're just looking at them. It's like, no, that 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 doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, it's the um, one of my favorite films to just absolutely rag on is Sunshine. Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of like a sci-fi horror movie that makes no sense in science whatsoever it's like oh we have to keep the um the computers in liquid nitrogen they wouldn't work in sub-zero temperatures like so they, they just like they just wouldn't operate because if you think about it if the atoms aren't moving then yeah anyway yeah. the other thing i absolutely hate is like oh we have to change the trajectory of the ship but the maths is so complicated we have to work it out by hand i'm like the maths is too complicated for a computer to do. <laughs> Not only that, but the guy screws it up. And they have to work it out by hand. It's like, well, we have this machine that was practically made to do calculations, but we can do it by hand even better. <laughs> it's like, sure. quick, get the apicus out. <laughs> it's anyway. it's like it's like trying trying to use this huge powerful like tool to like break something. Like, no, no, it's not working. Let's try it by hand. Let's just try and break it apart. Let's anyway, punch it. that's that's part of just trying to be too ambitious for for your own sake, and that's also what we're talking about today. 
Hell yeah. I'm proud of myself. And I just ruined it. No, um, today we're talking about is Warframe too ambitious for its own sake? Um, it's a it's a question that has come up with me ever since watching the last Death Stream. I think you watched it as well, didn't you? Mm-hmm. So last Death Stream wasn't the most interesting Death Stream in the world, but I think that um, they put out a couple of interesting things, especially when it comes to with regards of the upcoming update, the upcoming Railjack update, which is the next big update in um, in Warframe this year, which everyone's been waiting for ever since the start. Um, and yeah, they're, it's not coming this week. It's not coming next week, as far as I'm aware. And it's going to be in three parts. What do you take from that? So, sorry, I need to I need to clear my throat. <clears throat> so, a lot of people um, seem to have this belief that Railjack will be coming out before the new war. Personally, I do not believe this. They think that oh, because Railjack has this whole three segment thing, it's or three parts thing. It's gonna, you know, push back the new war. I don't think so. I think the new war is still coming out for Christmas this year, and you know, it that that is my point of view. I think the first part of Railjack will be exceptionally. Hey, look, you've got a room. The room can be used to actually put together. Name a thing I can't remember. Um, your ship, but you can't even build the ship yet. You know, you have. The dry dock. And then what else is there? Um the the I think the Kuva Liches are gonna come much, much sooner. <clears throat> that's that's the thing that I'm kind of surprised about. I thought the Kuva Liches were gonna be part of Railjack, but it looks like they're gonna be completely separate and maybe Railjack will be used to enhance them. So one of the things that I want to touch on real quickly is what you said about the new war coming out this Christmas. I am not expecting that. What? How do you believe? Well, what do you think? Why do you think that it will come out this Christmas? Maybe before or in between the Real Jack updates? As I said, it's going to be like a free parter. My belief is that because they announced at Tenocon that the new war was coming Christmas this year, they have. You know they they have really held themselves, uh, you know, towards doing that. I think if it was a case of getting New War out this Christmas or getting Railjack out this Christmas, I think they would actually commit to getting New War out. I think they would take resources from Railjack and make sure New War's coming out. Not only that, but we've had Steve. Sorry, I I don't <clears throat> I don't know what the heck is uh up in my throat. Just warming up Steve. for the talk today. Evidently, we've had Steve push multiple tweets today alone, or I think it was yesterday, um, highlighting different elements of the new war. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. We, but the thing is, DE don't tell you much about the new war, about, about the sacrifice, about they they never highlight this stuff because you know it's like showing half the movie before the movie's even out yet yeah it's it's tough when it comes to lore updates you can't really show much and i wouldn't really want to see much i've been i've been forgetting about the confirmation during tenocon that it was going to be this christmas 
that's good news. That makes me happy because I was pretty afraid when I saw the um, dev stream when they talked about the upcoming plans, the upcoming schedule. And they talked about, well, we can't give you any dates. We can't give you any trajectory of what might happen when. But the only thing we can tell you is that there will be towards the end of this month where there's going to be a mainline update, which most of the time means like an update previous to a big update. And then we're going to have Railjack in three parts. And then if I look back at what we've had with Fortuna, where one part came out in November, the second week of November, I think it was. And then the second part came out like December, January. I, I'm not quite sure when that was. Like, there's going to be like a month or two in between each of these parts. Like, there's going to be some time in between that. And let's say that will take them three times two months, about six months between between all these parts coming out. Then we're going to have like a really short time for like the new war, if that was coming afterwards, to release. And then Tenocon to be there. So I'm really glad to hear, and I hope that you're right, that new war comes out during during Christmas. Maybe it's the second part of the update, or if it's separate, that at least we have that. Because I feel, as we've talked about before on uh, previous Framecasts, we've talked about that, well, we've been promised a lot in dev streams, and it doesn't always deliver very fastly. And so there, there, there's, there's a bigger time frame between when they announce things and when things come into the game. And especially this year has, has felt a bit shallow, or is that just me? What sorry, was that the, the last dev stream felt a bit shallow? Well, just in general, the 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 content of this year, the the pace that we've been going, I know that they're building up to greater things, but we've only had the what is it, the rope alone so far, which was great content and was a great um rework of the tile set. But I feel that if we're we're coming up towards November, it's been a really long time for my feel to my feeling that like we we've haven't had the big content drop or like okay. a big thing happening i want to i want to do something that we swore we would never do look up statistics the, um, no not statistics look up the patches um, all right since um, um i want to look up patches since this year so just this just this year so 2019 and i don't want to go into too much detail i just mm. want to say like you know do you think okay so the jovian concord no oh, that can't be right we've got to go further back than this hold on is are you, are you genuinely telling me expand all well, was buried depths this oh, year right. that might have been hmm? was buried depths this year Buried Deaths. Which one was Buried Deaths? That was the um, uh, the blue spider that came out, and um, fire patches on. Yes, it was. It was um, February, March, because that's when we did the the twenty four hour thing, and it came out literally uh, a few days before we did the twenty four hour thing, and it was a godsend. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> right. So let's have a look. Um, January hot fixes. Don't want to go into those. No one cares. Um, what's 24.3 um 24.3 is nightwave do you mm -hmm. consider nightwave a major update i don't necessarily i think it's a okay. good quality of life okay 24.4 march 8th uh that was buried debts mm -hmm. okay um 24.5 is deck 12 right that mm -hmm. was march 14th 
So it came out a week later. Um, primes, do we care about? You know, is oh, sorry. I, so first off, hold on. Sorry, yeah. buried debts and deck twelve. Right? Are they major content? I think that together they made Fortuna Part Two, which yeah. I mean, okay. I, I kind of forgot that they were this year. So 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 that's actually pretty good. Um, okay. I feel that. If if we're looking over the updates that have come, like there are things which I didn't think were this year. Um, I yeah. do not think you you were hinting at Prime Access. I don't think Prime Access are necessarily major okay, content cool. drops, but I don't know the the reason that I bring up the 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 question of it being too ambitious is that I've been feeling and I'm trying to like see if we can figure this out during during this this podcast whether it's right. But my feeling is that. Over the last few years, I've been feeling as though the 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 trend, the the the, the hype, the traction—that's the right word. The traction around Warframe has been slowly decreasing. Not in the sense that it's been doing bad, because seriously, like the content is better than it's ever been before. There's been more content than it's ever been before. There's been more players to Warframe than it's ever been before. The quality has probably been better than it's ever been before. But I feel that two, three years ago, we had a place where um, a lot of people were always in the game and a lot of things were always happening because there were somewhat frequent updates which have declined a little bit to have bigger updates come out. But at the same time, you had uh, people that started the game and were further advanced in the game that were just being around, playing with fashion, hanging around. There were a lot of people creating content around it. A lot of things were happening. And now it seems as though a lot of people have gotten a bit tired of the game and that might just be my own perspective from being like six years well, on within the game. And we are kind of on this waiting list where we're like, oh, well, let's wait for the update. And we come back once in a while when the next big update is going to hit. Well, humor me for a moment because mm -hmm. I literally just want to burn through these updates real quick All right. to see whether or not you think um, they are a major update or if they're just, you know, just mm -hmm. part of the course. So, so far, you've only said uh, Fortuna Part 2, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Planes of Eidolon remaster. I think that's a quality of life fix. So, so it's, it's, no. it's, it's right. good, but it's not that there would yep, be like no, a drop screen. No, don't, yeah. don't worry. You don't need to exp uh, expand on it. 24.7 we're skipping because it's just an Atlas skin. Mm -hmm. 24.8 arbitrations iteration change 1. Again, I feel um, quality of life change. It's these are cool. good changes, not big content drops. Twenty-five. So we're going straight to twenty-five now. Um, which scrolling down Concord. Jove Concord, I think it's alright. Um we, we talked about this I think three framecasts ago a little while ago, where we said that because the sacrifice wasn't really that big aside from the lore. We could give it a pass, but we all be barely gave the sacrifice a pass because okay. it was part of the trilogy. So I think it's a decent update. I don't think it's one where, like, if we compare it to something like what we've had with the Second Dream, the War Within, what we've had with uh, Planes of Island or Fortuna, these are updates where maybe a lot of content comes into the game and it's like heavily being advertised, and we're, we're like the whole community jumps in on it, and it's it's yeah okay. Um, I'm skipping 25.1. 25.2, Wukong rework. A quality of life change. 25.3, Wukong Prime. Prime, I don't count. Okay, 25.4, Tenerife Enforcements. 
that's ten of reinforcements. <laughs> that's also yeah. Okay, right. Um, twenty-five point five Wukong Deluxe. No, it's also not. I think that the wow. that the next big one would be the Gauss drop, and I think that the Gauss drop was nice, but did it really add that like that much complexity to it? I was really surprised that they changed the name of the update and they they added in like a letter at the start because I didn't think it didn't feel it was it was big enough for that. But how do you feel? How do you feel about the the Gauss update? Because we've been going over. I do have to concede that. Fortuna 2 was something which I didn't remember being this year, but it was. Okay, so we've gone over the updates. Mm -hmm. um, I'll address your question first. This Gauss is there. I mean, I kind of wish that the Leverian was more of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of don't mind the expansion to the Disruption game mode, but, you know, I, I wasn't massively impressed i mean it's, it's like it's just still there it's just nothing new and amazing mm -hmm. uh oh look we have lua lenses now and we have universal syndicate medallions yeah um but the one that i actually feel is a major content content update that you don't think is is actually the jovian concord i don't think that Fortuna Part 2 is even uh, a major content update. But ignoring that, as we have too rightly said, we both feel that there has only been one, though they differ, mm -hmm. we only feel that one update this year was a major release, which has its negative pressure on any additional stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're looking at the new war and the railjack, the the Imperium that has taken so long to make its way into the game that maybe this has been a little too much uh, for DE to bite off more than they can chew. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So like. My my main worry is not necessarily, especially in the topic of today, is not that is it bad that there is like long content draws? Is it bad like is there content draws? Like my main worry is that with the way that things are being announced now, like some key things that stood out during a dev stream to me were well, we're working really hard and taking a long time to implement systems so that updates in the future will be better and Railjack will ensure that going forward we will have a better game and i remember I've, i had to think back of like planes of eidolon when they were taking a long time as well and fortuna they, and they were saying the same thing where they were saying well we're taking a long time because we're changing systems so things will be better along the way and i'm like well that's fine but uh i don't know like you said it before why would it be different this time and i'd like to believe them however what i i'm currently seeing in the game is that before we would have some bigger updates and but they would be a little bit more frequent but in the meantime we would have very interchangeable interesting events and i feel that a lot of plague star ghouls and um the other like uh, fortuna fractures are very reappearing and very the samey and because of that i feel that a lot of people are um, that are playing warframe are either the veterans or like i want i don't want to say veterans but people that have made it pretty much very far into the game that 
make it there and then sit around and wait. And then like I think that like the content creators are a good reflection of this where um a lot of people will come up in Twitch or YouTube, make a lot of content around Warframe until they get towards the point where they covered everything and then move on and wait until the next thing drops and then they'll jump back in it and then they'll jump away from it. And I think that symbolizes also what a lot of veterans will be doing or a lot of experienced players will be doing. Whereas before I felt that they, they stuck around more and now the newer players that come in will have a great time because as I said, the game is still a lot of fun. There is still a lot of great content to the game and it's better than it has ever been. Like, let me put that forward. Like, I don't want to say that back in the day it was better because frick now we now have open worlds we didn't have that in update one but i feel that it's a community of people that are waiting and people that are going through the motions to then join that group that is waiting instead of this um this universe of people that are just enjoying the game altogether which i felt was more so back in the day and then when they're talking on the dev stream about things which are coming up um in the future where they don't have really specific dates and where they don't have anything which we might know will come this week or next week or whenever, we don't know, then aren't I feel like they're focused too much on the future and we're, we're kind of stuck here in the present where it's like, well, let's hope that this future where they're talking about is coming up soon because, yeah, yeah. But I don't know whether that's just something that I'm experiencing or whether that's something that you share as well or have seen other people share too it's really interesting because salad d posted out earlier today that you know warframe has been going on for quite some time now mm -hmm. could we not see some additions or improvements to the oh what's the name of the dang thing to the animations of the enemies which i can fully appreciate but at the same time, how much resources does it take to actually change the animations? You know, are we looking at months or years worth of work to, you know, make people sorry, make Grenier jog, make mm -hmm. rollers um, hop, you know, make mowers crouch? You know, how much time are we looking at? Mm -hmm. And can the game? survive a huge drop in resource i i assume it's gonna be a huge drop in resources to actually get something like that done mm -hmm. yeah does that make sense yeah yeah so so when you actually have a update which is months if not years in the making you know how can you justify delaying such a huge update by taking resources away mm -hmm. you know so it's very difficult because i think de are hugely this is just me playing devil's advocate this is me understanding so me assuming that they are trying to push the envelope further now to actually give their um, their veterans more to do because i think right now early game warframe is perfectly fine getting through the first 100 200 500 however many hundreds of hours actually if you're listening to us please put in the chat or comment section of the video 
how many hours you've actually played because we'd be interested to know. And I count Warframe's playtime, not Steam or anything like that. But I'd be interested to know how much of an addition the Imperian update and the new war will bring to Warframe Mm -hmm. to actually give veterans and new players alike something to do Mm -hmm. no i um i share the same concern i think um sakimus puts it really well i do like the idea that they're trying to one-up themselves and trying to do do better and like i i want to make sure that the that the focus of this podcast this discussion today is not necessarily on the way they do their update schedule because i'd be fine well for the sake of this discussion i'd be fine if they were to update only once a year with a massive update as long as the game felt as though it was alive and we kept like i'm not saying it's dead but like as as if it felt more alive and it wasn't a waiting train that we feel but that we seem to be on and what i think second has pointed out very rightly is that with the second dream, Warframe had a really great response. If you don't remember the second dream, the second dream was a one of the very first cinematic quests within Warframe. Before that, Warframe was this fun space ninja game where you play missions and there was a bit of lore, but it wasn't really clear. And then this cinematic quest comes around. It's like this one hour long or 20 minute long, if you speed run it, one hour long cinematic quest where we learn a lot, like we learn a whole damn lot. If you play Warframe for the first time, go to the second dream, go do that, and then come back and let us know what you feel about Warframe. But it was it was something that moved people to tears, and it was something that had never been seen before, and people were just amazed. And I think that Sakamas points out very rightly that with also the mechanics that were, were that were in it, there were also new mecha- new mechanics that came with the second uh, with the second dream, that they've been trying to like get that same reaction that the second dream had. I think the war within track that I don't know how successful they were because it was like a second thing. Then they went to the open worlds and that was that was a ride and now they're trying it with Railjack. But it's it's at some point like I'm not quite sure whether we will ever be able to have a second dream moment like we had that before again. And whether it is worth trying to chase that in, and maybe to the detriment of the current game. So I, I want to ask a poll. Mm-hmm. Um, which cinematic quest is the best? The Sacrifice, The War Within, and... Sorry. Ugh, second Dream, The War Within, and The Sacrifice. Yeah. Make sure you get it in order, because otherwise there could be people like, oh, it was the first one. <laughs> we put it in the wrong order. So... What was I? What was I going to say? I, I personally think the War Within was better than the Sacrifice. They put in a lot of effort with War Within. The, the the Sacrifice was sort of like the the test bed. How successful was it going to be? Mm-hmm. And I think that you're right. The, the 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 second dream I'm maybe getting the words wrong here the second dream was a brilliant test bed to see whether or not cinematic quests could work within Warframe and it showed yes they could mm-hmm. and I think the war within 
was them one-upping themselves, making it so that it was, you know, what they really wanted the second dream to fully be, right? Mm -hmm. But the problem is that it's a lot of work to produce those, right? It's mm-hmm. not a five-second job. I, I'd love to know from what's it called DE side of things, how long does it take for them to produce the script for a cinematic quest? Yeah. Right? How long does it take for the voice actors to get the lines right for the cinematic quest i always envision that a voice actor they go into the booth the recording booth they read the lines once they send them off to de and that's it but i'm sure de is going to have backwards and forwards like oh could you elongate this a bit more could you do this could you do that so on and so forth so how long how is it in your experience because you haven't been making cinematic quests but you have been making um 40 frame squad and um Tactical, tactical terror, terror league, league. Yeah. how long well how long of a time do you spend with the voice actors do they just read this one line or do you have them like do multiple takes what's your experience with that because i think even though it's not a one-to-one i think it's a bit similar where you're trying to create this cinematic story within the game that we're that we're having with voice actors with lines with a script so i spent months with different people laws included mm-hmm making the scripts for the first season, the first season of 40 Frame Squad, which is still in the production, if I ever find the time. <laughs> um, but the interesting thing is that some people can read their lines spot-on perfect. They can be some of the best well-spoken lines i have ever heard sometimes i get lines and i'm like no you're saying it wrong um oh like you know and i I ask them can you read out the line again you know just just you know calm down you know you are scared you are concerned Like, like you know i during the time of recording episode three of season one mm-hmm. um there was a huge break because i i went through a, a state of depression because my job was horrible mm-hmm. and i i had someone read their lines out and their lines were quite weak and after going away doing improv and things which returned my life around i was so happy i learned to be able to guide people better in their presentation of their dialogue and one of the best performances and she has been you know i've I've had people turn to me and say like the performance of lilium right mm-hmm. in episode three is one of the best and initially her, her initial recordings was one of the worst right mm-hmm so sometimes it can go backwards and forwards. Other times I get lines from people like Vox or Crash Ominous. Oh my God, Crash. Like the lines he gives me are just, you know, diamonds, just pure diamonds the entire way, you know? So yeah. Because I can I can definitely imagine these things being a, being a tough thing. I have it myself. I've done some scripted stuff 
where I mean I still do scripted videos sometimes where like you're gonna you, you need you need to have takes because sometimes you just don't get it right. But uh, yeah, I I'd be really curious about um about the the back the back end of that as well. Uh, as we saw from the poll, the war within one with uh, with a stunning lead. I can see the war within being um the better quest. I think that the sacrifice really didn't have a lot of content with it, and it was all right. But it, I, to me, even though I really enjoyed it, I think it has it places third for me, and I felt as though the the war within got got a lot of criticism for being late. And if you take a look at it now without having the extra context of like when it re when it released and when it came out of development, like how long people waited for it and how long people knew about it, I think that um, yeah, the War Rhythm might be a little better. Though I really, really appreciate the second dream with the plot twist, which is amazing. The what is it? The emotional attachment to it. The stalker appearing. I want to know more about the stalker. Uh, just the characters interacting, entering in a world which you had no clue of, and then having this entirely new game system appearing. And as Sakuma says, I'm kind of surprised the war within one two with like double the votes of the second tree. I. So I think that it's not that DE wants to make a whole a Hail Mary pass. I don't think that they're trying to, you know, they're trying to go from the Eiffel Tower to the International Space Station. I don't mm -hmm. think they're trying to, you know, just make the next best thing. I personally think that they are making the thing that is right for Warframe, right? What they think is the thing that will make them happy right because if you're not happy making your own content then you know you're not going to be happy doing it period i know you've heard me say this yeah. a lot i'm well, sorry do i know like oh no, no we, it's not like we've talked about that today uh -uh. but um no so i think it's correct for them to do where they see the game to go in the best direction the one thing that i'm worried about is I don't know. I have an example, but I don't know whether, whether I want to bring it up. But let's say that I was talking with Sakamas today about about a lot of things, but also about creating content, about the quality of my videos, because I have a lot of value. I attach a lot of value to making good quality videos. And as long as I don't get to where I want to be, I fit like there's probably something wrong with my videos. So I got to make them better. And as a result, I will spend a lot of time on keyframing things or learning new edits and things like that. But at the end of the day, I think Sakamas said one thing which was what he was pretty right on is that the quality of the videos is pretty all right. It's pretty decent. It's good enough. But you can make a cinematic movie and it doesn't necessarily have to go about the quality. Like... It's also about more things. It's also about like keeping people engaged. It's also about like having the content in there that people want to watch. And I could go out and with where I am right now, I could go out and learn entirely new things, like dive deeper into After Effects, learn Cinema 4D, learn it, like my skills with Blender. But if I were to take these mums off, then and there would not be content on the channel, then maybe my production would be better and I would be better suited for the future. 
because I would have new skills. But at the same time, I could be very doing very detrimental work towards my channel because I'm not uploading something. Sometimes having something is better than having nothing. So that is the thing that I'm 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 a little bit afraid of with Warframe is I think they're they're they're, they're efficient like it's their product. They should do with it what they want. They should do with it with with what with it what they're happy with. However, um, I think we recently talked about how um, with ten o'clock you guys were always talking about current topics on Warframe as we're trying to do sometimes as well like today. But it's getting harder because there is not a lot of new current things coming around as much as they used to back before. So. Isn't that like I don't know? Like I'm 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 I'm, I'm understand like I understand where you're coming from with like they should do what they want to do, but I'm I I I'm feeling that that where they had it's just, so yeah. Go ahead. Their their belief is mm -hmm. that the payoff for the new war for what's what's the name of the Imperian, um, mm -hmm. that will lead to a better end product. It will lead to a reward that they they've you know all the effort is worth, mm -hmm. and I can appreciate that. If Warframe doesn't make them any money, then they will shut down Warframe and they'll make something else. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there is really enough resources in the world for DE to make their stuff fast enough, right? Mm -hmm. Some things will just take time, no matter mm -hmm. what. And... You know, sometimes you, you can't spread the workload any thinner to get it out any faster. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um... But is there something that they could do where... Because I get it. Content takes time to make. But at the same time, there are different strategies to also make sure that you're keenly aware on the present or like more focused on the present. Like I think that they're trying to do this with the reoccurring events, which are... If I'm not mistaken, the ghouls on the planes, the plague store that comes around once in a while, and then the fire patches on Fortuna. I feel that those events, like, the, the idea, the intention with those events are pretty alright. But I don't think that they are the most interesting events we've had in Warframe's history. I think there are way cooler events that I would love to see back. And then... Even if you might say that, well, that's because you're having them in repetition now, and even if you would have these previous events on repetition, you would get really bored of them. I'm like, at least I would like to see them within that rotation. So I'm seeing the fire patches on Fortuna way less than I'm seeing it right now because it feels as though it's been like every two weeks. So yeah, there we go again. Ghouls are back. Oh, there we go again. Fire patches are back. It's like it, it just feels like it's it's an automatic rotation and it doesn't feel Woo, let's go. If that makes sense. I get where you're coming from. And I think part of the concern is for those of you who have played World of Warcraft, mm -hmm. when they introduced I think it was when they introduced the yearly content 
sorry, the, not the yearly content, the, the achievement system at the end of the Burning Crusade, they added in yearly events, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe the yearly events came beforehand. No, I think the yearly, it doesn't matter. So there are yearly events where you have the Midsummer Festival, you have Winter Vale, you have Hallow's End, you have all these different events that happened the same time of year every year, right? But once you've done the event, what is the value of doing it again, mm-hmm. right? You know, you've got all the stuff, so why would you bother doing it again? And the answer to that is they add new content to it. You're still fighting the Headless Horseman, right? Mm-hmm. But this time, the Headless Horseman can drop a pumpkin companion, right? This time, the Headless Horseman allows you to earn a, a title. This time, the Headless Horseman allows you to get a flaming sword skin for your weapons. Mm-hmm. They keep on adding new stuff to it. But Warframe doesn't have that, mm-hmm. right? Apart from with the likes of the Halloween event, I'd love, I would love to see them have more events like a Warframe-themed... I'd like to have a proper Warframe-themed Halloween event, a proper Warframe-themed Christmas event. You wouldn't call it Christmas. You wouldn't call it Halloween. You would call it... Um, Tenelbaum. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to go Tenelbaum. I was, you know, I was thinking like Halloween one, you could call it um, the Harrowning, right? <laughs> or something like, you know, um, the... The, the shackles of Harrow, or the, mm-hmm. um, but basically the 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 veiled wall, whatever it doesn't matter. The whole point is, it is something that happens on a yearly basis, mm-hmm. and they put new things in. They could put more mods in it, right? Mm-hmm. They could put a gun in there, right? Mm-hmm. They could put just a skin on there, right? They they could put all sorts of stuff on there, and it's just to keep people coming back to do the little thing. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm not saying that that's nearly enough, but it is something small to tide someone over with. What are you yeah. going to say? Yeah, like I, I think that you're really right in that. Like having these little variations would make a big difference. I saw someone say say in the in the chat that they said, "Well, it's really nice that these uh, Fermia fractures or the 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 ghouls are there for new players that need to do them. If it's nice that they're here like every two weeks." And to to which I said, like, I can understand that. But to me, it feels like it's an automated system, which it is, obviously. But still, it feels it feels much more like they're not events. They're just things that happen on a, a standard schedule. And, like, that's something which I don't think is desirable in games in the sense of you want to feel like the universe is, is alive and things are happening. It's like the ghouls pop up. It's like the Fermia fractures are here. It's like... It's a bit weird if that if, if that just happens like every two weeks. Like, oh, yeah, oh, they're gone now, but I'm going to set my timer. They'll be back again in two weeks in the exact same fashion. And that's not necessarily to argue the, the, the point of, uh, what is it, the immersion, but more as just the feeling of the game. It just feels like things are just on repeat regardless. And then if you would spice it up with different events in there, maybe it would take longer for you to reach the... Um, what is it? The Fermia fracture, which you which you which you need to do as a new player. But 
in the meantime, you would have a lot more different things going on. This might feel like a brand new thing that pops up. So in order to not necessarily go down the route of, uh, what is it? Of whether we need to have big content releases, because I, I really want to like make the difference between, we talked about the Death Stream overhyping in, I think, episode one or two, where we were talking around, um, where we were talking around, does, does Warframe overhype things in Death Streams, especially when it comes to the big updates, and we looked at the update schedule and stuff like that. I don't necessarily want to argue around the big updates, because I think that it's a great thing for Warframe, potentially, to do these big updates and carry the game on to where they want it to be. However, I think that it's more in the present right now, which is being left out because they're really being really ambitious. Would that mean that maybe a solution would delay a railjack maybe even more? Maybe. But if that means that the game feels more alive now and that, that it doesn't turn into the waiting game that it is now, because mind you, we've have been, we have been waiting throughout Warframe. We've been waiting throughout every single game like Warframe forever because it's always like waiting till the next thing that comes out but i felt that lab that before it was a lot more alive people were still sticking in the in the game instead of it feeling like a waiting game so that's a very personal experience do i feel it being resonated around me within the warframe community a lot more so i want to know from 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 you drew and also the people that are watching if you're watching a death stream because this is something that's changed a lot for me ever since over the last few years if you're watching a dev stream, what is the earliest or average time which you expect something to be out? So if they show something on a dev stream, when do you expect something to be out? So you're watching a dev stream, they show you something, just we're taking just the average something. If you're seeing something, when do you think like, oh yeah, will that be out like tomorrow? Will that be out in two weeks time? Will that be out next week? How do you feel? Like, what do you feel when you're watching a dev stream? When does something come out? Because I think that that's something key to the way that I feel about it. I think it's really important for the audience to answer this um, mm -hmm. because personally, I stopped. I seriously stopped trying to estimate um, mm -hmm. when something would come out because Cora is a brilliant example. Cora mm -hmm. was announced and then she didn't come out for like, I think, six nine maybe even 12 months after her announcement it took them forever to get her out because her entire kit was heavily based on what's the the name of the thing the the damage 2.5 mm -hmm. but it never happened then you know we we have things like melee 3.0 which took I'm sure over a year to come out. But we have some stuff which is things like arbitrations, which you know I love. I'm pretty sure the entire audience know I love arbitrations. Yeah. Right? And that, that just came out of left field. It's just like, whoa, where, where the hell did this come from? You know? Uh, not arbitration. Sorry, ESO. That's what I meant. I think you all knew what I meant. <laughs> I thought you were being sarcastic about the arbitration. It was like, oh, you love the aura forma, don't you? I'm pretty sure there's also arbitrations which um, also came left field. But it's just like, you know, it just came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And though I appreciate that DE spent absolutely ages trying to put this stuff together, it, it just, like, Grendel, mm -hmm. right? Grendel seems to have been quite quick, right, compared mm -hmm. to most, right? Mm -hmm. You know, 
so yeah i think i think that a lot of um so i just saw nazareth say eso came out of nowhere because it was their scrapped idea for the kingpin system it wasn't um it wasn't i can guarantee you that like yeah. I, I know things nda <laughs> So <laughs> I I can speculate because I don't have the knowledge that Xeno has, but as far as I can as far as I can tell, I think that the Q value system is the derivative of the Kingpin it system. Yeah. And we were they were once talking about like a raid system, not in the sense of raid or like I think the raid is not raid, it's like a there's uh, another term where they said you go into the void and you go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and dungeon system. That was it. They were talking about right. dungeon system and I think that ESO came out of that because it was like the you know, you change places every time. But let's go take a look at what the people said. Um, I see I see a year, a year, a month and a half, a month. So I think that the most common ones are like a month to two months and then a year. So it's like big content yeah, yeah. about a year and the rest like a month or two. So to me, when I started watching the dev stream, my expectation for when it was coming out, because we had a dev stream every two weeks, was either going to be within those two weeks to a month. So we had, we, I, I will admit we had a quicker update schedule, but it, like everything that was shown in the dev stream, because we had every two weeks a dev stream, my expectation when I saw something is like, that's coming out within the next two weeks to a month. So, so either it's like they're showing off the final thing before release or they're prepping us. And then with the next, next dev stream, we're going to get more information and then it's going to be prepped for release. So it felt as though like I was watching a dev stream, which is like Warframe's update stream where they tell you about what's coming up. And... I was watching that and I was like, okay, this is coming up. I can get a little bit excited about that. And I know what's happening. Now I'm watching it and I'm looking at the Ember rework, the the uh, the other rework, um, Fubin rework. I'm looking at the things that they're talking about when it, come, when it concerns to, to Railjack, the things they're talking about concerning Melee. And I'm like, well, that's pretty nice, but I don't know when it's coming out. And I like the longer the time there is between like the, when they announce something and when it's coming out, the bigger difference there will be. Take Garuda, for example. Her fourth ability that was shown up on the dev stream never made it in the game. So it becomes a far less reliable source of information for me where uh, I will I will have this site with Mika, who said in the chat that, hey, I'm not watching with the, the dev stream anymore. I'm not keeping up with the Warframe news anymore because the only thing it will do is like overhype me. And I just want to wait until it's in the game. That's the way I stand in it now. Because if I watch your death stream, I'm like, well, that's pretty neat if it wasn't the game. But I just, I, my, 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 my sense of like, for when I'm seeing something, I have no idea when it's going to come around. And if I have no idea when it's kind of going to come around, I'm like, yeah, that looks cool, I guess. And I think that that's a key thing for me where, or one of the key things for me where it feels as though like, oh, you're showing us what could be. But I don't know whether that might be. It's really interesting you say this because we ended up touching on this uh, this the dev stream during ten o'clock, mm -hmm. you know, and I have a full list of comprehensive notes of all of the stuff that they they said that they were going to change and things. And in all honesty, things like the Ember rework and the Valban rework, I was actually kind of interested in. Mm -hmm. I don't think any one thing I was excited for because i think like i have 
So this this is like excitement. I don't know if you can actually see. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. So this this is excitement, and this is where I am. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm I'm at, I'm at a moderate. Yes, that will happen at some point, right? And you know that that that, that is just where my um like how far my excitement can ever get. You know, it, it can't ever go too high. How was that before? Like, was it always that way or has it changed over time? And if so, when... no, it's, it's certainly changed over time. Like, um, I don't know what the, Oh, I think it was 2017 mm-hmm. with the, the war within was that 2017? Um, no, 2017 was Planes of Eidolon. 2017, Planes of Eidolon was announced. 2017, October, Planes of Eidolon released. And War Within was in 2016. Yeah. Right, okay. So 2016, that year was what taught me not to get overly enthusiastic from announcements on Warframe. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. of the long wait of the war within. Yeah, it's it's just like, oh yeah, it'll be it'll be next month. It'll be next month. Mm-hmm. It'll be next month. It'll, it'll, it's coming soon. It's it's <laughs> like it's 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 on the horizon. <laughs> so yeah, it's, for, uh, it's on the moon. Yeah, for uh, for for those that that aren't aware of the situation, back in 2016, they announced the follow up of the. Actually, they I think in 2015 already, after the second dream was released, they announced the follow up, which is going to be the War Within, and it was going to be like in in July, the War Within would start, and then they said it's going to be free. It's going to be a free parter, and the first part would release like on the first of July or something, and then like the War Within released actually in November, which was a really long wait time. I, I, I see Rollins here in, in chat who says, excitement is the path of disappointment. I do believe in that at some point. That's why I don't so fully support the hype. We talked about like this Warframe over hype before, and I, I, I think it's a bad thing to be too excited about something because, yeah, you'll, be, you, you, you'll most likely be disappointed at some point. However, I do also think that there is something good in excitement. Like if, if, if you have your bar reset, I'm not old like you know, I'm not I'm all the way at the top anymore. I'm like at the lower lower third now. Um, you shouldn't be always at the top because you're gonna be in for disappointment then. But if if everyone were just to like sit back and be like, oh, uh, do whatever. Uh, we'll see when it comes around. You know, I'm just expecting absolutely nothing. Just like come around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, whatever you're doing. Oh my God! An update. It's like. It's, I don't think that that's really an ideal situation where we want to be an eater. You want to have at least some sort of like general enthusiasm for them. It's like, oh, hey, I'm seeing this. I'm like, oh my God, they're doing this. That's actually pretty good. You know, I, I like that. I like that. I'm like, oh, you know, the, the enthusiasm you have for like when they announce like an open world, it's like, it shouldn't get into, into theorizing about, oh, they're going to have like cars driving around because they showed that off on a death stream and we still haven't seen it in the game. But, oh, they're going to have this thing and they're going to have this thing. It's like, well, let's maybe let's, let's, let's not go there, but just being like, oh, hell yeah. You know, that sounds pretty cool. I can't wait to play it. You know, that would be pretty awesome because I feel that I'm, that I had that before and like slowly but surely I've been losing that where it's like, I would sit and watch dev streams and be like, oh my god, that spider looks pretty cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. Oh my god, actually, like, this Warframe, 
these abilities can actually work pretty well. I can't wait to try these out to where it's like, well, I mean, like right now, I'm like the Ember rework and the Fuma rework work fine, I think. But will they be like that exactly in the game? I don't know. When will they come in the game? I don't know. So I'm like, yeah, looks cool, but I'm going to have to see in the game first. And I, 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 I think that a general enthusiasm about something which is going on, just being like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, we're pretty, hmm, we're pretty up for it, is, is something that, like, is very beneficial to a game to have, which I've been feeling less and less. So with... I, I personally needed the, the dev stream because... Mm -hmm. As you two rightly know, I've been contemplating doing another podcast on other things like, you know, just gaming in general or Destiny 2 or, you know, loads of different things because in all honesty, I have, I, I am worried that Warframe ain't going nowhere. And I didn't realize that I needed my fortnightly scott appearance to actually sate my developer urges mm -hmm. that sounds gross <laughs> anyway but the point is just being able to hear that the stuff that they're working on is enough for me to have the belief that they are still working on it the fact mm -hmm. that we didn't have a dev stream all of september Mm -hmm. We didn't have a dev stream for the second half of August. Since Tenocon back in July, we've had three dev streams, mm -hmm. right? Normally by now, we would have had 12. Mm -hmm. am I, no, am I yeah, doing that right? They nope. would have like one every two weeks. One every two weeks. So we would have had six. We've only had three. Yeah. Right. And And that is... Like disappointing to me. Mm -hmm. How so? So, actually, yeah. How so? Like, like, how is less dev streams disappointing? In all honesty, a lot of it revolves around how World of Warcraft has got right. Mm -hmm. So there, there are some Blizzard games that I absolutely love and adore, and. Mm -hmm. They Blizzard have become this stereotypical monster, right? Of hey, let's get um, you know we we will tell the consumers what they want as a product, right? Mm -hmm. When Overwatch didn't actually grow, I was disappointed. When Heroes of the Storm has only released two heroes this year i've been disappointed when um you know it's it's just like they activision are seriously out to grab as much money out of a person's wallet as physically possible they mm -hmm. released a 15th anniversary collector's edition of the game without the game Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. That is insane. It's an addition, not an addition, but an addition. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's insane. Like, you know, so when we don't have that transparency mm. from DE, I'm not saying that they will definitely do this, but when we don't have it, it makes me worried 
that we are leading down the path of they're going to do this sort of stuff again. Sorry, sorry, that they're, they're going to turn into a blizzard. Well, I can actually, now that you're bringing up World of Warcraft, I think that is one of my concerns where you're actually putting your finger on. I'm, I haven't played World of Warcraft, so I can't comment on that too much. However, the thing that I feel is that World of Warcraft is something which has come up and mind you, this is someone who hasn't been attached to World of Warcraft, so don't you get angry here. <laughs> as far as I can see, I mean, also the audiences at home, if you're a World of Warcraft fan, I don't mean to insult you, but maybe I might. <laughs> but if if I look at World of Warcraft, it's something that came up, like, pretty good. Like, there was a lot of steam around it. And now it's something that's just, like, it's around, it's always been around, and you play it or you don't. It's there, and... Sometimes things happen, sometimes don't. It's just it's just one of those things that's it's kind of there. It doesn't like it doesn't really feel like there is like a lot of traction around in like just the general media or the general like uh, reality that I see, that I perceive where it's like oh my god, World of Warcraft did this and it's wow. Which I think Warframe has had like it didn't have a like a very good start. But then it came through, and it was like, you were starting to see Warframe more and more and more. And it was like, oh, like, there was a trend around it. Like, there was, like, sometimes it would just pop up, and, like, people would talk about it. And now it's like, I feel that Warframe is becoming more and more one of those things that's, I mean, it's it's kind of there. It, it's, it's a red, like, it's there, and, like, you can play it. Like, you can play it when something new comes out, and then you just leave it alone. And, like, it's fine if you want to leave it alone. But, like, I think that for the game itself, it's not desirable if the standard of the game is like we'll leave it alone until it updates and then we jump into it and then we jump out of it because then like if you're there as a new player then there's just like people that are climbing up the ladder until they reach like the most that they can do in the game they're like all right well let me just wait around and that's something that that i'm a little bit worried about and i think that partly i'm not too upset that there's less dev streams because i feel that dev streams if they don't have if they don't have anything to say it's better to not speak because otherwise they might like overhype things or as we saw with fortuna they were like showing off all of fortuna already before like fortuna was out but then again i also i can also understand where you're coming from because like having dev streams every two weeks two weeks was something to say that if they had like good things to say within the dev stream. It meant that every two weeks there was something to talk about in Warframe because Warframe talks about their own game and development every two weeks because every two weeks had something to say. And now it's like, well, we don't really have anything to say. We'll talk about that later because there's nothing really like to talk about now. And like that's it's something that, yeah, I, I can share your concern with. I... Do I... So let's go back to the original question. Mm-hmm. Do I think that is Warframe getting too ambitious for its own sake? Mm-hmm. I think that is a very difficult question to answer. I think that DE do need to address some issues like the repetition of the grind. They need to find ways of resolving that. Right. Mm-hmm. Are they getting to, um, you know, can they keep going with just producing the same type of content? No, not in the slightest. Is 
Railjack meant to be the solution to this? I think it is. Is it going to work? I don't know. Right. I think open worlds was originally meant to be the solution to keeping long-term players going, but I think it failed. I think it works perfectly as a way to bring players back, sort of like an expansion to a game. World of Warcraft. Um, but I think that the grand scheme of things, the open world stuff has only improved the longevity of the game for a few months mm-hmm. and then it fizzles back out. Right? Yeah. I'm really hoping that the new tile set that is coming with the new war is going to be something to keep players going for a long time. And I personally do prefer the procedurally generated environments than the open world stuff, Mm -hmm. right? But we have no true understanding of how Railjack is going to be implemented. DE does, but for us, I think it's going to be like... I don't get it. <laughs> I, or, you know, because we don't know the full scope of what can the railjack do, right? Mm-hmm. How much is Arkwing going to be involved? Is Arkwing going to be subjugated to just a form of transportation? How much is Arkwing going to get a rework? Things like this. Do I think Warframe is too ambitious for its sake? No, because I think that if they do not push now then Warframe could potentially fizzle and die out in the mm. next couple of years. I can I can understand that. I think one of the things that you mentioned were was the the open worlds was supposed to be like a solution. And I think that that's one of the things that's got me skeptical about Railjack because the things that they said around open worlds and making that happen were some of the things that they also said around open worlds. Like, they're also saying around Railjack. Like, they're saying the same things as, like, well, there's something completely different from what you've done before. This is an entirely new segment of Warframe that we're building. We're putting a lot of development time in, but because of that, like, updates will be better, content will be better, like... And... I don't think that Railjack will be the solution. I don't think that Warframe knows what Railjack exactly will be in the sense of I think that they know what it is in like the thing that they're releasing, but I don't th- I don't think that they know the way that will be received and the way that will play a part within Warframe. As an example of that, I think that if we take a look at Arkwing, I think Arkwing was supposed to be, when it released in 2015, this massive update to the game which will expand into like a, another dimension other than we've ever seen before. And then the community didn't really latch onto it because it wasn't the greatest. Like, uh, some people liked it, but most people didn't really like it. And I think that if people really enjoyed War Arkwing at the time, maybe we would have, we would have had an entirely different game than we have right now because people would have adopted it way, way more than they would have than they did now. And then Warframe would have been way more on that. So I think that Railjack is also a guess for Warframe. And I think that, yes, they do need the big updates. But I feel that we are we are seeing signs of the... Not the fizzling and dying out, because I don't think that Warframe is anywhere close to dying out. 
but just to like losing steam where it's like i feel that it's because it's, it's becoming more and more common practice for players to be around and be like all right i've done all my quest i've completed the solar system i've gotten most of the things that that, that i want I don't necessarily want to grind on on every single thing in Nightwave. I don't necessarily want to grind on for endlessly grinding on. I'll just wait until the next update comes around. They wait, then then Railjack comes around. They play for, like, as we saw with the open worlds, for, like, two months. And it's like, all right, yep, cool. See you when when, when the next big thing drops. And I think that a on-off community like that, I don't know, like... Like, the best way I can compare it to is streams. Uh, because, like, that's something which is... People here on Twitch, which are watching it live, are pre pretty familiar with. Well, it's something that I'm pretty familiar with. But, as an example, when I joined the Warframe Twitch community, which, like, when I joined Twitch, I didn't even... Like, I wasn't really familiar with it. But there were a lot of streamers that were just, like, playing Warframe and people that were coming up and having great success with Warframe. And, like, a lot of people were enjoying it. And over the recent times, a lot of people have been saying, well, hey... You know, I've done most of the things in Warframe. I, I'm, I'm getting a bit tired of doing the same thing over and over again. I'm going to go do something else, which is perfectly understandable. And you should too, if, if you're not, if you're, if you're feeling like it's not your thing as it was anymore, go do something else because like there are way more cooler things out there to keep you entertained because it's all about that you enjoy yourself. That's the most important thing. But because of that, you have, you have like all these people that were there and like the, the, the excitement and the, everything that was going on, they're just like, they're moving out. And we had, like, around 2017, a big influx in people that came in because Warframe came out with Planes of Eidolon. It was, like, a, a great thing. It's, like, people were like, oh, my God, Warframe is a thing. Oh, let's jump onto it. And now it's, like, there's still people coming around, but it's less. And it's, like, it's a lot, a large part of these people that were there and a large part of the community is now, we're going to jump on Destiny 2 now. And we're going to jump on Code Fane now. And we're going to jump on this now. And oh, when Warframe releases something, we'll be back for, like, a month. And then we'll go away. And that seems to be a more and more common practice than it was before, which I think maybe not right now. Maybe right now we're still fine, but it's something which I don't think we'd want to necessarily see continuing as a trend. I think one of the biggest things to consider, like you were saying, I don't think DSI that Warframe is on like a downward spiral mm -hmm. um i tend to disagree because i'm looking at the steam current players right now mm -hmm. and warframe is at forty thousand, which is you know um ah playing as of six minutes ago thirty three thousand. Mm -hmm. right um and for the course of you know the Warframe's life right um, looking at the last year mm. it's I mean okay fine today hasn't concluded but it's at its lowest you know they, they know that they, they I mean, I d looking at the numbers, I don't think it's been this I, low. I, I think there's, there, like, I have it up on screen as well. I think there's a couple of interesting things that I want to point out because we can all see this. 
um, right here on the screen. But one of the things that I want to point out is um, I do feel that if we look from 2017 to now, we can see that like the the lows are a little bit higher. Like they're they're getting higher. So like like mm. the, the the concurrent player players are higher even in downtime than they were before. Like we were at sixty thousand and that was fifty eight thousand. So it's a little bit higher. Here we go to sixty nine thousand. So it's not insanely higher, but it's a bit higher, which is which is interesting. But one of the things that I'm noticing here is if we go to October twenty seventeen, the planes, the peak of the planes is one hundred twenty one thousand. Then the peak of Fortuna, I think, in on oh no, a June is sacrificed. The peak of June is two hundred one hundred and twenty nine thousand. So is that yeah, that's bigger. So Planes of Fire Lump pulls in 121,000 players, which is a peak in 20, October 2017. June 2018, Sacrifice release. There's a new record peak in 129,000 uh, players. Then we have November of 2018, we have 131,000 uh, concurrent players because of the Fortuna release. And then we go to March, which is, I think, Fortuna 2. We have a 115,000 peak, which is lower than even Planes of Eidolon. And then we go to a little peak here, which is like 696,000, which is in August. I feel that it's interesting to see that from the sacrifice on, or was it? No, from Fortuna on, the peaks have been less. Whereas before yeah. the peaks would be going higher, now we see the peaks declining, um, which is very interesting to see. I don't know what it means, but it's interesting because... I feel that that is one of the things when it comes to like the big updates, the things that I feel are big updates, they correspond with like the higher peaks and then the things that I don't necessarily feel are big updates. I don't see the the big peaks there. So, yeah. Sorry, what, the, you said October 20. Yeah, October 2017 was the planes of Eidolon. So where where is... um. Oh gosh, the war within. War within is November twenty sixteen, which had sixty eight thousand players. Wow, and that this... huge jump with um the the uh, the uh, planes of Eidolon. That's that's really impressive. Mm -hmm. They did really well. I, I, I they did really well with the marketing of uh, of the open worlds. I think that also a large part of that. Play with they really started to market uh, planes of Eidolon around no, uh, Warframe around that time with like Times Square ads with the Twitch yeah. drops. I think that played a huge part as well. But like seriously, the difference as you're pointing out, they pulled in double the peak for planes of Eidolon as they did with War Within, which is interesting. Um, I do want to point out that um, it's Steam only, as Sekima says, uh, which might be their largest platform. We don't know how many people downloaded Warframe for their standalone launcher. We'll download it through Discord Nitro, if that's still a thing that you can do. And we have no numbers off Xbox, PS4, and Switch. It's just yeah. the Steam charge. But they do give an interesting look into things. And if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're listening to this, I hope that it makes sense that, well, there are three interesting peaks which are building up from, like, a significant peak with the Plains of Eidolon and a significant peak with the... Uh, uh, sacrifice sacrifice actually ah. in june 2018 and then fortuna a higher peak and then the peaks go lower for march 2019 and even lower for july august 2019 so yeah so yeah um i think that right now warframe is on a downward trend 
And if they do not get something big and meaty out soon, mm-hmm. then it's it's going to be um, hell of a time getting back up. Yeah. Well, it's to me, it's like the question of if I compare it to YouTube terms or video terms, should you adopt the John Trump model of making really exciting, like insane, well-produced videos like once every whenever? Or should you keep things constantly going like, let's say, a PewDiePie? Um, I don't know the answer to that. And I don't think that there is a right answer to that. I do feel that we are moving more and more towards a Jontron scheme where it's a really big thing at some point. And whether that might be the right answer, I don't know. But I do feel that it uh, it is, like, I do, like, it's feelable. And maybe, maybe, like, I'm trying to figure out whether I would be all right. And I want to know whether you would be all right with if they would update things a little bit more frequently, maybe in, like, little offense, like trying to make variations towards offense, maybe in like small little patches that keep things interesting and keep things feeling alive, which would maybe delay Railjack by a month. But in between, there's a lot more little stuff going on so that they can still work and put the, the, the amount of time into the development of the thing that they, that they want to like showcase. But in the meantime, like, they're, they're, they're pushing that back a little bit so that it doesn't feel like a waiting game. How would you feel about that? What, sorry, what do you mean? So instead of like them putting everyone or like the people that like everyone that there's, that's being put on Railjack right now, which means that we're kind of like in a bit of a downtime, down spiral right now. If they would take some people and be like, all right, let's see if we can... Instead of like, let's use the Jontron metaphor. Instead of Jontron making like this one video once in whenever, he would make like one video once a week, which isn't the greatest thing, but just keeps you entertained. And then maybe the video comes out like a week later. The big video comes out a week later. But in the meantime, you've had like some weeks of content where normally there wouldn't be. And in Warframe, then maybe Railjack comes out a little bit later. But in the meantime, you've had a little bit more than we have right now. So it's difficult to say because we don't really know how their structure works, mm-hmm. right? In at my job, um, we have God, I don't know how many developers we now have. Um, sorry, give me two seconds to count. Two. We have six backend developers, and we have. Six front end develop no yeah yeah I'm just gonna go six front end developers. Mm-hmm. Um, they turned around and basically they sold the time of one developer to work dedicated on one specific project, right? So he was a front end developer, so that's one sixth of the front end resources has gone mm-hmm. right um we then have a project that's massively overrun so we have one two three four no th- three developers that have been assigned to that work 
right? Mm-hmm. So that we're now down um, four sixths of our development mm-hmm. resource. Another developer is dedicated to another project. He was brought in specifically to do that project, and he's been doing nothing but that project. So he's he's a write off already. So we're down to one sixth of our development team to do anything that is a bug right one sixth to deal with all the problems of this is broken that's broken so on and so forth Mm -hmm. if anything arises right Mm -hmm. so like and and that's that's like not intended so like it's more than likely a very similar situation where like most of the development resource is dedicated to getting a big project done because it's overdue because it needs to get done as quickly as possible same thing you know it needs to be done as well as possible mm-hmm. so it's a case of okay we could take this individual we could take them away from you know making um eon walk mm-hmm. around the planes and we could give them the opportunity to make a gun for the next 10 of reinforcements, mm-hmm. right? You know, I'm pretty sure DE would turn out, well, no, they, they continue doing the walking animation for Eon. You know, we need to get this out the door already. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, I can understand it. It's it's very hard to like, let's say that you have a group of, t- of like 10 people. You can't say mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll just put like one person on there and that will be like, they will have 10% of the, of the productivity there because the one person and the other will run a 90% productivity because it's not that simple of an equation. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily work like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, like I think that those are also problems for DE to solve as their own company. Like they have a far better insight to like as to what they're doing and they're ultimately the ones to decide what they're doing and that's not necessarily up to us but- i think one of the big things about the the dev streams is mm-hmm. to really remind people that this is the company they're running they know what they're doing they can get it done mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah you know yeah. they they need to remind us this is the um, the circus act that they're having to manage. They need to get it out. They need to perform it well. You know, they um, and they 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 are doing a good job. And I think that's the whole point of the dev streams is to keep people engaged, keep the transparency up, and things. All right. You so know. I I actually I actually want to uh, ask an, an another question. Um, around something which has happened pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Destiny 2 has gotten free to play. Vanilla Destiny right. plus DLC 1 and uh, DLC 1, DLC, DLC 2. That means that there are two quests and like like additions, which expansions which you need to buy. But instead of the base game costing $60 and then every expansion costing more, you get a large part of the game for free and then you can buy extra things you say it's large a decent size of the game <laughs> you can get for free i mean mm-hmm. i've I, I considered two expansions i haven't played for them yet but you, like it's it's a decent offer way better than they did before so i think it becomes that at that point the game becomes more comparable to warframe they do run different monetizations they do run different models 
But if you were to be looking forward to like a space game, game in space, which is running the same sort of like model and it's free to play, you now have Destiny 2 as a competitor. Do you think that Destiny 2 being free to play now might become a interesting form of competition towards Warframe? And do you think if they will, it might change something in the way that Warframe is going to have to act? I think this is really difficult because... To be honest, I don't know if Bungie have plans for Destiny 2 beyond the next six months, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know how the development process works. I feel that DE's development process is they have an idea every... You know, they know what they're planning for the next, like, two to three years. Right, but sometimes it can take longer and it's a problem. If like if anyone knows in terms of Destiny 2, do people you know does Bungie have huge grand plans of what they're gonna do? Please put in the, the comment section or the, the chat and say, you know, tell us because I'm not experienced enough with Destiny 2. Do I think Destiny 2 has the potential of becoming a direct competitor with Warframe? Yes. Now that a chunk of it is free to play, I certainly think so. Do mm. I think that um, Destiny 2 is worth the money that they are putting out there? I genuinely don't know. because <laughs> So what you were describing is you get the base game, Plus the first mm -hmm. two um, narrative expansions, right? Mm -hmm. Then in order to actually get the second narrative expansion, you have to pay £20. And in order to get the um, sorry, to get the fourth expansion, sorry, third expansion, you have mm -hmm. to pay £20. In order to get the fourth expansion, you have to pay a minimum of £30, right? So we're talking um, it's either... 50 or 70 pounds depending on whether or not you want to get the season pass for destiny 2 plus they mm -hmm. have their own micro microtransaction thing which is just a mess you know loot boxes up the wazoo so on and so forth mm -hmm. well do go ahead go on well i see i've always been very like skeptical about what is it about Destiny's to monetization? Especially because they had the microtransactions, you had to pay for the DLCs, and you had to pay for entering the base game. However, I do think that it's important to realize that if we look at Warframe, they run with the Prime Access system, which is more expensive if you buy the highest tier than the expansion of uh, Destiny, even though the expansion of Destiny comes with more content. The thing that Warframe does really right, though, is that um, is that you don't necessarily need to buy the Prime Axis. You can farm it. 
However, it's a different model of monetizing the game, and I don't necessarily know whether I think now that Destiny 2 is free to play for a, for a decent part, I think that it's a great way, like, you can get in there, you can rank up some power levels, you can get past, you can have two, two further expansions which are completely free, which I really, really like now, because... You know, you can have a taste of it. And who knows, maybe they'll they'll always have two paid expansions and when the next one comes around, maybe Forsaken becomes free. I don't know what their plans are. However, I think it's a different way of monetization. Instead of just releasing expansions for free and then having this thing which costs quite a bit of money for less content, um, which you could optionally buy, they might say, hey, we are developing this expansion, which we think is really good. And if you enjoy the game, you you can buy this and get this thing that we developed added to the game for like a lower price than the Prime Max. I think I don't think that one is necessarily worse than the other one. Um, not as far as I'm aware of right now, especially now that you don't have to pay the upfront price. Loot boxes, yeah, I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest fan of that. However, I just put up a poll uh, about whether people are now interested like do you consider playing destiny 2 now that it is partly free to play and i know one felt went kind of wrong where it's like one no um was kind of because someone typed in destiny 2 instead of like and it counted as a two but a lot of people are saying yes like i will consider playing it um like whether you will stick around whether you'll enjoy it just as much as warframe like I don't know, <laughs> but um, like in you don't know. It's like you you you'll have to figure that out. If like if you start playing, see if you like. If you don't like, you don't like it. But I think that it's very interesting that a large part of the people that are watching, which I do think are people that play Warframe, are now interested in checking it out. I think one of the bigger things about playing Destiny Two is one, it's no longer under the control, the reins of Activision mm -hmm. and so everything now is on Bungie no matter mm -hmm. what they do it's on Bungie and yeah I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with this now you say um, you know it's only let's say 50 pounds right how often are the expansions going to come out right are we talking the expansions are only going to come out once every year i think we've seen once a year with forsaken being last year and shadow keep being this summer yeah so you know the the big thing about destiny 2 is that under um activision's reign and control the pri uh, the primary content was on the online PvP multiplayer, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't about the single player. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone said that the amount of single player content was reduced because they want, you know... Like, if they're going to focus on that sort of thing, I'm not interested, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in fighting other players. I want to work with them, mm -hmm. right? And granted, Destiny 2 has, oh, I don't know how many um, worlds, right? Like, um, I think it has maybe six, mm -hmm. right? Six unique environments that are absolutely tiny, not procedurally generated in any capacity. Warframe has, God, what, 20? 15 to 20? 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, as you said, Warframe is completely free to play if you don't want to pay for the Prime Access. I pay for the Prime Access every time. I pay effectively £30 a month for a game that I could pay nothing, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'd rather pay £30 a month for a game that I know I'm going to get enjoyment from, even if it's just repeating the same old shenanigans with my friends, than a game that its limited content will see me completing the the main campaign, not any of the expansions, in six hours. Yeah, I, I, I do think that it's, like... It's the way you experience it, but I think it's also a very personal taste in the way that you experience it. Because I would say that even though, like, I, I want to state I haven't played for all of Destiny yet. I'm going for the second expansion now. I'm going to be going for the third expansion soon, late, later, and then maybe for the fourth or fifth, but we'll have to see. Uh, or, the, like, the final two. But I do think that, yeah, the, especially the original story was not the greatest. But I think that when it comes to the cinematic style, when it comes to like the way that they present things with music, if it comes to like the um, the tile the, 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 the tile design, it's really good. And on some parts, I would say it's even outclassing Warframe in some things. But those are some regards in which Destiny might be better than Warframe. And I think that we're then like picking things or like it's better in this thing, it's better in that thing. Of course, they're two different things. They're going to be different. They're going to be different and more focused in different parts. I think that a focus on PvP, um, I do enjoy co-op and like story content. But I also think that Warframe could do with a very functioning PvP, which sadly they do not have because PvP, if like Conclave would work pretty well, then that would be content for a lot of people to stick around for because play PvP content plays itself because like every match is different even though you're playing on the same maps. Now, is one right or is the other right? I don't know, but I do think that it's really interesting to see that a lot of people which are within the Warframe community are interested within uh, are interested in going to Destiny to try it out. Now, what will yeah. come from that, I don't know. But it might be that they, that, that they might like it because there are things, especially like if I played, when I played Vanilla Destiny 2, I was like, I don't know. Now that I'm touching the expansion, I'm like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna be infested more. I'm going to find out a, a little more and see. Like, I'm, I'm really, really open to it. And I think that it might be good if Warframe gets a real competitor. Like, if there's like some real competition between the two. I think that that would be really, really nice for everyone because the more, the better, the bit, the, the fiercer the competition, the most of the time it gets better for for consumers. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's interesting. Like I, I'm really excited. I haven't, I didn't expect so many people to uh, to come forward and say, "I've never yeah. played Destiny, but I want to try it now that it's free." I'm like, actually, like that makes me happy. Competition breeds innovation. Rallance, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, so I can I can completely agree with that, and I hope it has has a positive impact for Warframe. I think mm-hmm. that Anthem um, was a victim of EA. You know, they mm-hmm. Anth- so EA wanted 
a paid for Warframe, mm-hmm. um, and you know it failed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't know what's going to happen with Anthem. Whether or not Bioware is going to somehow magically pull themselves away from EA, I think they recently whether... abandoned their roadmap. Well, uh, Anthem. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe, hopefully, Destiny Two will start seeing more content that mm. because they're now you know not supported by a publisher. You know, they mm. have to now go the same route as DE. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think it's going to be really, really interesting. And um, honestly, um, it's a bit of a side topic, but like the reason I asked, uh, I wanted to I wanted to touch on this is first of all, because I think it's an interesting development that we've recently seen occur in, but also um, as we were talking about, like you can't necessarily say we take but you, like, like development time and development efficiency isn't something that you can really quantify in a math equation. And we can't really judge from our end or at any point in time as to like how efficient DE works and how well they work. But given that they'll probably be doing um, their utmost best right now, do you think that there's any place in which they there could be improvement when Destiny 2 becomes a fiercer competitor to Warframe? Like, is there anything that you could imagine changing or improving for the better when there becomes maybe this place where, like, we have two entities kind of, like, like comp- competing for the attention and, 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 the, and the play style, the, the playtime of a player which might now be attracted to both? Yes, I think the big thing about... Um this situation is basically i'm going to echo what ral said in chat competition breeds innovation mm-hmm. right so instead of doing the same you know they, they might turn around and go like right we need to be able to pump out open worlds faster what can we do we need to pump out cinematic quests faster what can we do we need to be able to you know produce this stuff faster Work smarter, smarter, smarter. Work smarter, not harder. Right? So, mm. you know, like things like um, the Arbiter assessments. I have a formula to producing an Arbiter's ep- um, episode in a few hours as opposed to a few days. Right? And, you know, doing the um, the secret glyph, not the glyph hopper, the, um, the, the Twitter bot. Right, you know, mm. the whole point of that is to increase word of mouth further than you know, hoping something like YouTube will just do the job for us because evidently YouTube done, mm. you know, yeah, so work smarter, not harder. Mm. Yes, I think DE well, can learn from. Destiny 2's success. I just hope it does succeed. Yeah. No, I, I hope for both games to succeed. Also, it started raining really, really hard, so I had to close the window there. But, um, yeah, I, I think I, I'd be really excited for the innovation. I think that it could also bring extra life into Warframe. Um, if Railjack doesn't do it, maybe this competition might, like, give it a, a little bit more and, like, you know, I would love to have a to have a world where 
you know, we have Warframe and Destiny trying to like throw out extra things to like best each other. Like I think that that will be the best for us all. Um, yeah, I think we've co we've covered the topic uh, pretty well. I don't know if you want to like round it out with a conclusion going over things, but um, I if not, then I think it's time to go to questions. Where if you guys want to well, ask us any questions, feel free to. I've I've said is Warframe too ambitious for its sake? I have said no. Right? Mm -hmm. What are you saying? I think that right now it's getting dangerously close. I think that. Railjack for me is where they need to prove themselves because they are saying the same things that they've been saying around the open worlds and I don't know whether they really whether that really worked I think that this general feeling of that things that like the steam is like we're losing a bit of steam and especially during the downtime is also visible if we look at the steam charts so Either Railjet comes around and becomes a big smash hit, and that just makes this time worth it, or we will hopefully see a change in the way that they develop and make things more worth it to be like, you know, complete with the game, done like throughout the complete with your progress in the game, but still it's a fun time to hang out instead of what it's turning into now, more of a waiting game. So yeah. I think we're not there yet, but we might be close. Yeah. Cool. I cannot see any questions. No. I'm hoping someone will have a question. Zachamus, I'm looking at you. Ooh. Why aren't you asking us a question? Did Zachamus promise you a question? No, but I'm going to say he did. Zachamus, you promised me a question. Mm-hmm. Sekimus says, I don't think they're being too ambitious, but I definitely feel they're creeping up on biting off more than they can chew. Yep, I agree with that. Come on, Zekimus, give me a question. Yeah, if anyone if anyone wants to ask a question, whether it's Warframe related or whether it's um anything related, ah, I think here we, we go. have one. So YT I can't read that because the font Jackery. is so Jackery says, right. Would you say Warframe is dying? Well, we're all dying. Yeah, but it's like okay death is inevitable i hate to be so morbid death is temporarily my existence is forever i cannot be destroyed no <laughs> right <laughs> get off the word at it anyway um yes it will die eventually how long will it be god knows maybe railjack will revitalize it so much that revitalize it so much that you know it, it can survive for another five years mm -hmm. no i i don't think it's dying or anywhere close to dying either um there's if you if you take a look at the steam charts where we just looked at we're now at sixty thousand today average players or like concurrent players if we go to like 2013 they were only at twenty thousand or below that yeah um whenever you're developing a game there's like a minimum number which you need to hit has consistent online players to ah. make your game be successful. And... But one thing to point out, though, that that minimum number has risen. Yeah, that right? changes. That changes depending on like the needs of your studio. If you grow your yeah, studio exactly. larger, the number goes up. We don't know what that number is. DE knows okay. that number. If it goes below that number, they might have to change them. That doesn't mean if they hit that number, the game has to sh shuts down. But I do think that if we go there. Like, we might see DE experimenting with different things. 
Yeah. Uh, but I think, I feel that, like, the amount of players that are playing right now, like, it will keep the game going. Even if, yeah. like, updates aren't a spectacular anymore, it will still go on for, like, a year or two if nothing happens. So, right. Yeah. Uh, Vavency Avon asks, how good are you at Lenaro? I am pro player. No one, no one can beat me at Lenaro, except for maybe Michelle. <laughs> I was, um, I was in the winning Lenaro team in the very first Lenaro tournament, and we beat Rob, Mogamu, and Rebecca, absolutely, completely off the field with, um, with the best Lenaro team ever. Uh, they said they won, which they didn't because they had a ten, like like they had a ten point penalty. So that means that instead of right. what they're claiming thirteen, like eleven to one, eleven to three, we won three to one. So Nazareth asks, do you think that the sorry, that as the have grown to their size, the longer content droughts may be because of lack of management between the different teams, i.e., um, they are quicker because they were leaner. They were quicker. Because no, I think it's because they are trying to innovate more. They have like bigger passion projects. Mm-hmm. Um, Micah, Mika, Mika, Micah. Mm-hmm. From watching the GameSpot documentary, I got the feeling that Steve is a bit demotivated. Did you guys feel the same? No, I actually feel that he is more concerned than anything else. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, I saw an interesting one right here by Maldeep say, do you think they're avoiding the big issues with dev streams lately instead of sticking with softer topics? Um, so they're avoiding big issues and sinistus and tackling softer topic easy, like new frames as, as cosmetics. If so, is that related to the backlash they have for a melee rework in your opinion? I think that one of the reasons why we started the Framecast is because it's really tough to talk about bigger issues because a bigger issue, like let me actually give you the example, the, the, the exact thing that led up to me wanting to do this thing and Drew, I did, like joining in at the right time and we started off was the Arcwing Itzel thing. The Itzel, like if you don't know, Morphemes Arcwings, which are transportation devices on the open worlds. And they compete with K-Drives, which are these hoverboards. And there's one arc ring that was really, really good, which is the Itzel. And if you if you use Blink, you can speed across the map, and there's nothing better. So if you want to go fast across the plains of Eidolon or the plains of Fortuna, you pick that one, which is basically what everyone picks because they just want to go fast from point A to point B. And then the issue came across on the dev stream where they were like, well, we might want to remove Blink. Like, should we remove Blink from the Itzel? Should we change it? Should we make it slower so that other... Arcwings will have will be choose as will be chosen as well, and I think that that topic for me was like, well, if you think about it, it's like, yeah, sure, you want people to have variety, but then it's like, well, is it necessarily a problem that one Arcwing is being chosen over the others for one specific task? If the Itza was designed to be fast, is it a problem that's being chosen as the primary thing to be fast? It's like, I don't think that that's necessarily a problem, but then you dig deeper, and it's like, well. Are people using arc rings only to go fast or are they using them for, for the other tasks? Well, mostly they're just using them as transportation devices. Well, what if we make K drives faster? Well, then they would kind of be unwieldy. So then do these things fill, fulfill the same role? At the same time, well, is the itself the fast arc wing or is it just overall a way better arc wing? And there is so much, if you like, if there's so much to bigger issues that you can like, we, we can spend two hours talking about those things and still not be entirely sure about it. So 
on a dev stream where they have a lot of topics where they have to touch on, I can really understand where it's like, if there's a big issue that you want them to talk about and they're not talking about it, it feels bad. But it's really tough to like appropriately like touch on and discuss big issues on a dev stream because there's so much you need to consider. Um, I, I would argue the dev stream is there to sell the game. It's there to sell the product. Mm -hmm. If you don't have relevant stuff to talk about then people ain't gonna buy the product if mm. you're talking about like negativity all the time people aren't gonna buy into it whereas if you talk about the new shiny feature the new shiny spoiler on the car that helps the car stick to the road even better you know people are gonna buy into that more things like the ember and valvan rework they had stuff to show off they mm. didn't you know just haphazardly have that they had that planned rebecca planned the the content that they were going to show off and they she brought it with them i mean it's not like oh you're talking about the amber rework let me just go spin that up i just happened to have a copy right here and here's one i did earlier sorry <laughs> but it's you know the the dev streams are constructed they are designed so that they are selling the product mm-hmm yeah, and that's one of the reasons why you might see a lot of skins. It's something that I talked about like two years ago. Why I feel that like Death Streams want to sell things. And if you put out a skin, even though we know it's not a new Warframe, it's like, there's a new skin. It's like, you don't have to design an entire new Warframe. You can just have a new skin. And that if people aren't necessarily aware of what Warframe is, they're like, there's a new content drop. It's like, it sells it. So yeah. Um, yeah. Let me cool. see. Did I hear Planes of Fortuna? Yeah. They're Planes of Fortuna. <laughs> well, certainly no Planes of Eidolon. I mean, that thing's hilly as hell. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. Um, are there questions that you want to jump on? No, I, I think really we're done here. Mm -hmm. I think it might be a good opportunity for maybe ending this uh, 10 minutes early and I can go play Code Vein. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. Guys, I want to say thank you so much for uh, tuning into uh, today's Framecast. If you want to continue to support the Framecast around here, make sure you check out Xenogallion at youtube.com slash Xenogallion or youtube.com slash 10 o'clock. Check out my YouTube channels, which will probably be thrown in there. And... Uh, also, uh, if well, you want to save them, because remember, <laughs> you can right. the highlights. Maybe make sure you check out youtube.com slash Michelle Postma, or even more importantly, youtube.com slash Games. So I might be starting to upload on the main channel like somewhat soon. And uh, if you want to support us to actually keep on doing this and you want to pitch in some of uh, the Patreons, patreon.com slash Casino Getting On and patreon.com slash Michelle Postma are always open. But it's never a thing that you need to do. It's your money. You choose what you do with it. You're we do appreciate it, though. But we do really appreciate it if you throw in a little something for this free content. Um, yeah, thank you so much for, for watching the 15th episode of The Framecast. I can't wait to see you guys all next week for 